Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Afternoon, Joanna. Afternoon, Sean. Here's your uh, first question. Uh, my, our eldest daughter has gone on Erasmus to a college in Germany. She's having the time of our life so far. However, her younger sister is 16 and is really missing her. They've always been close, but I wasn't expecting the reaction from our younger daughter. She's cried at least once a week since she left. She doesn't want to hang out with us in the evenings watching TV like we all used to. And my older girl says she's getting bombarded with messages till two or three in the morning begging her to come home. I know I need to support my younger daughter with this adjustment, but if I'm being honest, I think she's blowing it out of all proportion and looking for attention. Am I being unfair? How much should I acknowledge the discomfort, but also get her to accept this new reality? Ah, now they're two different questions, aren't they? Because when you say, are you being unfair? I suppose I have to say a bit. Yeah. You're being a bit unfair. Yeah. Because this is clearly a huge loss for her and a huge rupture. And... You know, I think when when you have this look at, I want to be nice to her, but I also think she's actually looking for attention. Don't kid yourself that that isn't coming across. Yeah. That's absolutely coming across. So it may just push her further into those feelings. And nobody gets me here. So she's still calling her sister at two in the morning. Yeah. Where she does feel gotten, if you know what I mean. She does feel understood. So I think that. I'm wondering, you know, her sister's in Germany and this may or may not in terms of resources be possible or time, but would it help her to visit her sister with, you know, mum over the midterm break? So she gets to see her, see where she is, get a sense of being able to hold her in mind, see, imagine what she's doing. I also think, though, in terms of providing comfort for her in the now, and this isn't about minimising or dismissing, she's only in Germany, she'll be back at Christmas, you know, Avoid all of that and just set up a movie night because you're saying here you all used to watch TV in the evenings together. Mm. Set up a movie night, you know, on the sofa with blankets, with snacks, her favourite movie, something she really likes to watch and just sit and cuddle her. Mm. Don't say anything. Yeah. Just be with her. You know, don't tell her how she should feel. Just respond to how she is feeling if that makes sense. And give her time. I'm trying to do the sums on this. Her sister's probably not gone that long. No. You know, in terms of the college term having started. And just acknowledge for her, of course, you miss your sister. But now neither of you can be up at two or three in the morning because both of you have busy days, her as well. So either no phones in the bedroom or this Mm. can't happen. I would put a bit of a boundary on that because if your other daughter is calling you going, I'm getting all these messages and it's going to cause fraction in their relationship anyway. But I just think give her some time. They're clearly very close, which is Mm. really kind of lovely that two sisters would be so close. But, you know, I think it also, I'm reading it might be leaving her the only one at home with you, you know. That's because I I was wondering about that because probably everybody listening has had that experience when the oldest one goes to college or goes someplace. Or moves out for the first time. Yeah, And it feels weird. The dynamic has totally shifted. Absolutely. So, like, would it help for the parents to say, isn't it weird that I totally agree. I think it would, you know, just to acknowledge a big part of our family is not with us anymore and Mm. it feels strange. And I know you're crying and struggling, but just because I'm not crying, I miss her too and I'm struggling. And it might be worth putting a little care parcel together that she could send her sister with her favourite chocolate bars and her favourite bits and pieces Mm. in it and just send it to her. And, you know, if her sister, who's clearly very busy, let's be honest, in Germany and making a life there as well, could send her postcards 
I know yeah. it's real old school yeah, and they text still, and they're calling yeah, I know, but there's but something feels, different yeah. about getting a card in the post actually and just make it a bit of a quirky fun thing that they do a new way of tagging each other and staying yeah. in touch I think stuff like that I would just give this time it's feeling very raw for mm. her and she knew this was coming I imagine but yeah, the, sure. knowing it you know you're going you're going and then you're being gone they're different feelings mm. she may be a very sensitive young person yeah. as well so she is feeling it a little deeper than everyone else. Is it is it relevant or not whether to ask, well, does she not have friends? Um, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's nothing yeah. about yeah, that, that in here. And yeah. I imagine even if she has friends, it could have been that her sister was her best friend. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I still think the dynamic in the house and it just feeling weird and people who are more emotionally sensitive and this isn't a problem, it's simply a way of being. Mm will feel that absence in a very embodied way. Like it will really rock her. And you might be going, for God's sake, she'll be back at Christmas. This is ridiculous. But to her, that empty bedroom or the empty bed and not hearing her sister and not being able to talk about her day or hear or fight over music or makeup or the usual Mm. things, that's a massive loss for her. She's feeling it deeper. So attuned to how she is rather than how we want her to be. She will get there. Yeah. But this, I th- I'm thinking this must still only be a couple of weeks. Yeah, it sounds very raw. All right. God. My daughter is in senior infant. She seems to be very happy with her new teacher. My one issue is that she tells me absolutely nothing about her day. It was the same last year. I ask her, how was school? She tells me, good. I ask her what she did that day. She often pauses and says something vague like numbers or singing. I've tried changing up the questions to lead her a little. What did you do in PE today? Or what was your favourite thing in school today? And still, she gives me so little. In the parent-teacher meeting last year, her teacher said she is happy, bright and funny. And the teacher had lots of stories about things our little girl had done and said. Things I would have loved to have known. It's like she has this whole other world that I'm not part of and she isn't sharing it with me. Is this normal? Is this answering your own question? <laughs> this is so normal. <laughs> and there are, I bet, parents up and down the country going, yes, me yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Every child says it's good. Yeah. But, and also when you say, you know, what you do, eh, numbers. Yeah. yeah mm, not sure now. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm like this, this school could have caught fire and you asked, how was school today? It was good. Grand, yeah, grand. Yeah. Anything happened? Yeah, no, no, no. And you know what? It's not unusual because the Q&A talking part of their day is done. It's the last thing they want to pick up with you when they get into the car, walking home with you. They're, you know, they're tired. They might be hungry. They're overstimulated, overwrought. They're they're done for the day. And then you Mm. say, what you do? Where'd you go? What happened? Give me all the information. They're like, absolutely nothing. I have nothing to tell you here. (laughs) Just to shut it down. I would say don't ask her anything Mm. at all about school. Say, I'm so happy to see you. Make your way home. Play with her on the way. Playing games like mirrors, you know, where you make a funny face, she copies. Mm. You do a funny walk, she copies. Make mirroring sounds. Playing jelly and ice cream where you say jelly, she has to answer ice cream. You could do chicken and chips, by the way. I'm just Mm. saying jelly and ice cream. But you have to do it in a funny voice and she copies the voice. So if you yell jelly, she yells ice cream. If you whisper jelly, she whispers ice cream. They're co-regulation activities. Mm. So what you're doing is you're getting her into that optimum zone of arousal without saying, tell me everything I'd like to know, everything I'd like to know, everything, because you're there, she's not. But if you bring her, you know, if she comes out really kind of 
hyper and up here and mm. loud, start shouting your jelly and bring it down. And if she's kind of flat and quiet, start whispering and bring it up. But bring it to where you want to be. Come in home, have a snack. If there's homework, do it. Give it a few mm. minutes and then play with her. You might even play school. You yeah, might even yeah. role play school or do the small little characters and play it out. If you want to know how your child's day was, play with them. Yeah. It's yeah. how they tell you. It's all happening in the play. Everything, you know, in terms of little microaggressions on the playground and who wasn't allowed to play with who and, you know, what happened in the class and if the teacher yelled or if they didn't yell and it sounded like a yell and all of those things are really normal for them. But she's not going to verbally give it to you like an interview style. Yes. Yeah. It will emerge in the play. Yeah. And, you know, there are certain things that her teacher will have perceived to be able to share with you that your daughter would never give you because for her it wasn't funny. It was yeah, just the way she was. It wasn't yeah. important. Yeah. So when you say, did anything interesting happen? Her answer, no. It might be really <laughs> honest, you know. But I just think, go come at it in a very different way. But try not to greet kids at the end of their school day with a whole litany of questions, even creative questions. Yeah. Try yeah. to just let it happen that if you play and you do all of that feeding and co-regulating, what you might find is just coming up to bedtime, which tends to be when the stories I've, I've emerge. Funny, I was going to say that as well. That oh, isn't just, it? Yeah, you exact. know when everyone's yeah. quietening yeah. down, it's downward regulating, we're all, okay, wait till I tell you what happened mm, or mm. I need to share something with you. Now, sometimes that's to steal an extra <laughs> 10, 15 <laughs> yeah, minutes yeah. of listening ear by the bed. But I would trust the stories will come, but don't chase them. Yeah, yeah, they will come. Right. Here's another. Ooh, this is an interesting one because mm. this is one of those fault line ones. Our daughter is 14. She plays lots of sport, which we're delighted about. However, she's been asking about getting her legs waxed. She's been shaving her lower legs since last year, which we didn't mind. But now she wants to get her thighs waxed because she says she's embarrassed by the hair in them when she's wearing various shorts and skirts for sport. She says other girls on the team are, are already waxing. She plays under 16 in basketball, so is with girls much older and more mature than her, and she doesn't want to be the hairy one. My husband is absolutely dead set against it. He thinks it's too soon for her to be going to beauty salons for this kind of thing. I'm in two minds. I remember how awkward those teenage years are, and maybe we should let her try the waxing to see if it boosts her confidence a bit. Is there an age where it's okay to let your little girl start this kind of personal grooming? There's the answer, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, little, little girl. girl. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you see her as a little girl and she's telling you, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, you know, you might want to let her dad know that too. Because there isn't, first of all, there's no right age for when your daughter should or shouldn't wax. It's very much a parental decision. And ideally, I think it should be one that is made with your daughter rather than for her. Mm. And the only thing I would say to that as well is a lot of salons do have a minimum age, by the way. Oh, right. um, it's not some kind of legal, official, national yeah. thing, but a lot of salons would say we do not wax teenagers under 16 or under 15. Mm. Um, so it is worth asking about that. And they might have some suggestions for you around that. They'll certainly need permission. And because of that, I'd rather she's treated safely. Yes, Than experiment at yeah. home oh, with yeah. wax strips or hot wax or anything like that. The other thing, if it is, if this is one of those red line issues and it look not now, but we could let her at 15. It's a little bit arbitrary at this stage. But, you know, if you're thinking we'd be comfortable with her doing it in a year's time, could she wear like a bicycle short 
under her sports skirt or sports, mm. I can't say that, sports shorts. Yes. <laughs> That's hard to say. That's hard to say. Yeah, it is hard <laughs> to say. But if you're wearing yeah. um, like a bicycle short that comes to her knee and she's already waxing her lower leg mm. or shaving her lower yeah. leg, that might be something that would help her because I totally understand her self-consciousness. Yeah. We know a lot of teenage girls drop out of sports and we know that body image and body confidence or lack thereof is a yeah. key motivator for kids dropping sports around her age and she sounds really good Mm. like she's on a team with kids older than her she's doing well so I would sit down with this with her explain your concerns hear her out and then ask yourselves does it really matter if she I mean, it might not be waxing. Again, I don't know why she's shaving half her leg, why it must be yeah, waxed. I, for the, I, I mean, that's I, a personal I choice, yeah. I guess. But I mean, I would be very aware that she's bringing this to you and she hasn't gone behind your back. Yeah. Yet. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's, it's true. Well, I know, but it also strikes me as interesting because they haven't given a reason why they would be against it other than that my little girl. That's the reason. Yeah. And is that a reason? Uh, really? Because it's not as if it's it's because... Sometimes, you know, I know people have concerns about the kids dressing a certain way. Yeah. And, and, and But this is, seems to be purely a sport-related It does. It doesn't sound like it's anything about yeah. any other body aesthetic. And the sports reason is a valid reason. Yeah. She's wearing, those are some short shorts or some yeah. s- the sports skirts. Like it is something that girls are very self-conscious about. I think the objection might be that she's, in your mind, she's too young yeah, to yeah. be concerned about these things and it doesn't matter and there's plenty of time. And in lots of ways, that's true. There's truth in that. But she is telling you it's something that is enough of an issue that it's getting in the way of how she's enjoying and engaging in her sports. But again, if she's a young 14, like if she's just turned 14, yeah. you might well want her to wait before she's going for professional salon services until she's 15 or a little bit older. But what's the middle ground with her? Work and see with the shorts, the double shorts option, especially now that we're coming into winter and it's a bit colder mm, anyway. Yeah. Would that work? But be aware that it's definitely safer if she comes to you with this than you find she's hurt herself by trying to do it on her yeah, own. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right, this next one's an interesting one. I send this email knowing I'm kind of preaching to the audience, but hear me out. My son is addicted to radios. He inherited a collection of all kinds of radios, wireless tuners, dabs, boomboxes, etc. from his granddad. And now it's all he focuses on. He reads all about them online, listens to a really niche podcast about radios and wants to go to antique shops in the hope he'll find another one to add to his collection. His friends have made some snide remarks about how boring it is and so he started pulling away from his group of pals and spending even more time on his own. I worry he's becoming the weird one in school who doesn't join in other activities after school, though I can see he really loves them. And it's something he talks about with his granddad every day after school. Granddad minds them for a few hours until we get home from work. Should I be encouraging him to spend a little more time doing something else so that he's less obsessive about these radios? I mean, it's it's not an addiction. No, I just no. want to say that, you no. know, because I know we casualize language like that, but we need to be clear. He's not addicted to radios. Um, it is a niche interest. Yeah, it's definitely absolutely. that. And it's one that he finds highly engaging and is 
very absorbed in. Mm. I know I feel like I'm saying the same thing, but that language matters in this in this case. Um, the thing about when you say, you know, you're worried about his pulling away from pals and spending even more time on his own. I want to catch that because I'm thinking, OK, I don't like the idea of a child isolating themselves yes, or yeah. withdrawing from social activities. So I'm curious, does he have other interests? They're not named here. Yes. OK, yeah. but does he have other interests? You know, I would encourage a group or peer activity. It doesn't matter what it is. Mm, like, it doesn't matter yeah, at yeah. all what it is. But something where he is mixing with other kids. Um, and yeah, look, at he's eight years old. You can let him know that not everyone is as interested in radios as he is. Yeah. And that doesn't mean they're not interesting. It's just not everyone is as interested. And you might want to limit your radio talk in school and talk, wait and see what the group is talking about. Give him a little bit of support with that, but remind him that he can talk about his interest with you, with yeah. granddad. Don't limit it to just granddad because now you're setting the two of them with a niche interest as a niche dyad. <laughs> you know, making sure that he can be himself and explore his interests with you. I mean, there's something really kind of lovely about it. There in is, lots of yeah. Ways, isn't yeah, it? absolutely. And the yeah. fact that he, you know, wants to go to antique shops and he's so interested. Mm. I, I mean, the fact that there is a podcast about radios honestly would never have occurred to me. So he's clearly invested yeah. enough to have found out a lot of information. But it's, yeah, just be clear it is a niche interest. I, I, when you have a niche interest and increased isolation from peers, just watch that. Yeah. I would like to make sure that he is still socially engaged with his peer group and that he has an interest beyond this singular one. Yes. They yeah. might not be as big an interest for him, Sean. Like he might not find anything else the kids are doing in school as interesting as radios, but I would like him to be able of having more than one interest at one time if he can. Yeah, not make a choice. He doesn't have to make a choice between his friends or the radios. Exactly that, yeah. exactly that. And I wouldn't want him finding his radios more interesting than hanging out with friends. Yeah, having said that, radio is absolutely fascinating. Fascinating, yeah. everyone should have yeah. one, at least uh, one. Yeah. Yeah, at least ten. Uh, jo <laughs> yeah. Joanna Fortune, thanks a million. Thank you. Moncrief, weekdays at 2pm. With Anna Glaze. On News Talk.